My scripture is taken from a, a very familiar portion of scripture. <clears throat> Actually, this scripture was the last scripture my dad ever preached when he was alive. Mm. And so um, this was a scripture that uh, my, my dad preached on Sunday morning. And it was the exact scenario of his family. And then he left us in the same scenario. Wow. Now, <clears throat> I, I only say that to say I remember that. I ain't dying right. in Jesus' name, all right? So yeah. <laughs> let's get that out of here. <laughs> anyway, but uh, my father preached this, and uh, it's a very famous portion of scripture. His title for the message was, Little is Much When God is in It, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but if I were to, I like that title, and I'm going to stick to it, so you could pick whichever one you want. So when you come City Fridays, remember one of these <laughs> titles. But I think I would, uh, if I were to give it my own title, I'd say this. At the end of our strength is the beginning of his power. Amen. At the end of our strength is the beginning of his power. When you are weak, the Lord is strong. Amen. Amen. And so uh, I want to read the scripture and tell you the story. And then we're going to get into what I plan to talk about. The wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha. Not Elijah, Elisha, who did twice as many miracles as he, yeah, he had a double portion and literally it manifested, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, she came to Elisha and this was, she cried. She said, your servant, my husband is dead. This was my dad's last message, right? She said, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that he revered the Lord but now his creditor is coming to take my boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Now, I'm going to get back to all of that in a minute, right? Uh, your, your, your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars and don't ask for a few. Then go inside, shut the door and uh, behind you and your sons, and pour the oil of jar, pour the oil into the jars, and each as each is filled, put it on the side. She left afterwards. She closed the door uh, with her sons, and they brought the jars, and they kept pouring. And when all the jars was full, she said to her son, "Bring me another." But they replied, "There is not a jar left." And then the oil stopped flowing. Little is much when God is in it. Amen. And at the end of your weakness mm. is the beginning of his strength. I remember that when I was much younger, mm. and I'm going to reflect on my life today as it's my birthday, there was a time um, <laughs> when we were struggling, mm. right? We had just gotten married and... Um, I'll hold my Bible. Uh, we had just gotten married and, and we didn't have much. Mm. I remember you were working at the library and you were making about 200, a little bit over 200 to $300 a week. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. We would, that was real struggle. And I was working at a private school teaching and making uh, about $300 a week. <laughs> and so together our income was, was not that much. And, um, I, uh, I graduated from college with a theater degree, and I had a son, and I didn't know what I was going to do with a theater degree. <laughs> um, and here I had a son, 
and we we uh we didn't have a, a house mm -hmm. at the time um we lived at your Mom. mom's house and um I just had a talent mm -hmm. growing up all my life I knew God had a call on my life but I knew it was I didn't know how it would manifest and sometimes in life you don't know how God is going to use certain things, especially with the gift I had. I had a gift to do music, and I, I just wasn't your regular musician who did gospel music. I rapped. Mm. And at the time when I was coming up, it was looked upon, it was frowned upon. Um, today, it is celebrated. It has won Grammys. It has made people millions of dollars. But Christian rap, when I started, was frowned upon, looked down upon. There was no room for it in the church. And here I was with a gift from God, and I said, God, this is my desire. This is my ministry. This is what I desire to do. How, how can you bless what I have? But you see, God is not looking for you to trace how he's going to do something. Right. He's looking to see if you can trust mm -hmm. him first. Yeah. Don't try to trace him. Trust him. Mm -hmm. I gave my talent over to the Lord, and I watched the Lord Jesus took my talent and blessed my life to birth my ministry. Right. Uh, not just a local ministry, but a national ministry. Mm -hmm. And then be, it became eventually an international one. Mm -hmm. To where I traveled the world and preached the gospel. Mm -hmm. And when they asked me what I do, right. I told them I'm a rapper. I'll never forget the famous story I always tell. I was going to uh, do Blues Fest in Ottawa, Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where the guy, when I went into Canada, he spoke French. So they, they held me up. They saw my name, my name, Richard Mohammed Ishmael. So they <laughs> held me up at the border and they said, what are you here for? I said, yeah, I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm here to do Blues Fest. Well, Blues Fest is a big secular event. Mm -hmm. And here I was unknown, you know, only stars are coming in, only right. famous people. So the guy looks at me and he goes, well, who are you? I said, well, I'm Richie Righteous. He goes, Richie Righteous? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, can you prove that? I said, I got a website. Pull it up. So he pulled up the website. He goes, oh, he has a website. <laughs> and so, you know, they were laughing at me. But then eventually somebody came and said, yeah, he's an official artist and cleared me. And we went in. But I just remember those humble beginnings mm. And I watched how God took my music and caused me to be blessed financially. Yeah. I was able to purchase a house at age 24. Yeah. The Lord blessed us. Yeah. I was able to, to travel the world. And I was able to watch God take my little mm. and make it much. Yeah. I am who I am today, not because I, I started out with a lot. Mm. As a matter of fact, when you're waiting to have a lot to make life great, right. you'll never make life yeah. great. Yeah. God is looking for you to trust him with the little. Which brings me to my text here today. Oftentimes, people are looking for uh, uh, what they don't have to be successful. I want you to listen to me carefully today. Everything you need to become successful, you already have. You just have not discovered it. And when you discover it, submit it to God. Mm -hmm. Now, when you find it, it might look worthless. Mm -hmm. It might look like, hear these words, mm -hmm. nothing. And you say, pastor, really? Now, let me tell you why I say that. The story that 
uh, we've read here today comes uh, Elisha was the man of God, a mighty, powerful prophet of God. And under him, he was one of the 7,000 who would never bow down to the false god Baal. And among him were other prophets. And so here is one of the prophets that worked along Elisha. He dies and he's dead and he leaves a wife behind. No doubt they're in debt and struggling because if you know the context of the story, Jezebel persecuted them. So, so the men of God had to live scavenging and, and even, uh, you know, <laughs> the Bible talks about them being fed by ravens. And God had to supernaturally in the middle of a drought feed the men of God. So his family was in poverty there and in debt. As believers, yes, believers can go into debt. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you are not a Christian because you fall on hard times. Right. Hard times happen to everybody, mm -hmm. but our God is able to bring us through hard times. Yes. And so this woman had the hardest of times. Mm -hmm. Her husband's dead and she's left with children. And when you are in debt in those days, the way you repaid the debt was the creditors would come and if you had nothing, they would take your children and make them work to pay off the debt. Mm -hmm. So it, in essence, it was literally they were going to take them to be slaves. Yeah. And so, you know, I like this woman. There's something inside of her that says, wait a minute, my husband ain't going to serve the Lord as a prophet forever. Right. And, and God not be able right. to come through. There was probably something about a husband mm. that she learned from him to say, no, no, no. I watch how God moved in my husband's life. And the same God's going to have to move in my life. Right. She said, I'm not taking this. Mm. She went to the man of God, Elisha, and she said, I've got a problem, Elisha. Right. And... And Elisha said, what's your problem? She said, my husband's dead and I got no food and the creditors are coming. They're going to take my children as a slave. Now, you know, my husband revered the Lord and, and people who revere the Lord is not going to get treated anyhow because of who our God is. You got to do something. And Elisha answers and says, what do you want me to do? And then he gives the strangers of answers. She just said, I have no income. She just said, I got no husband. Mm. She said, I got nothing in the house. Mm -hmm. And then he says, what do you have? Hmm. Right, this right. Is, I just, what, do, what do you mean, what do I have? I just told you, I got nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing in my house. There's no food, no water, no income. And why are you asking me, what is it that I have? Mm -hmm. I've got nothing, Elisha. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it reminds me, whenever, whenever you're dealing with God, sometimes you get some strange answers to your problems. Mm. I remember a story of a young man in, 19, in, the, in the 1960s who went to Harvard who wanted to study, right? And in wanting to study, he, um, he went to meet a famous poet. Mm. And as he went to meet the famous poet, the poet sat down. The poet is a Nobel Prize winner, was famous. Mm -hmm. The young boy sat down with the poet and he said, you know, what advice do you have for me? So the guy goes, you know, years ago I studied at Oxford just like you and I'm sure you want some advice. And the guy's eagerly waiting and he goes, um, this was the question. Now you're going to laugh. He said, do you have a long John's underwear? And the young man looked at him like, what? Here I am coming to try to <laughs> deal with these issues and take over the world and do this stuff. And you're going to ask me such. Now, here's the point. 
The point is, sometimes when God answers you, it's as strange as that question. Right. God's answers sometimes confuse you. And I could imagine just how that young man felt and just how you felt is how the woman felt when Elisha turned to her and says, after I just told you my husband dead, credit is coming, I got nothing, my kid's about to be slain. He said, what is it you have? But I want you to know that's a powerful question. Yeah. You will never be blessed off of what you don't have. I'm going to say that again. You will never be blessed off of what you don't have. It is what you have. And I want you to see the woman's response. She could have responded and said, Elisha, why are you tripping, man? I just told you I ain't got nothing. No, she said, I have some oil. I wonder if there's some significance to that. Mm. You know, I'm Pentecostal, <laughs> and sometimes all you need is a little bit of oil. Hallelujah. She said, all I got is a little bit of oil. Elisha said, then what you have will become a lot mm. if you submit it to God. Mm. Now, I want you to know in society, there's a problem of poverty. Mm. And oftentimes, we want to fix poverty by just meeting the need. Mm. But meeting the need is not fixing poverty. And here's a principle in the Bible for those of you who are um, people who are into social work and want to see society change. Here's something that Elisha taught us. He not only gave this woman an immediate fix to her immediate problem, mm -hmm. but he gave her a fix so that she can sustain life after. Okay. And oftentimes okay. we try to fix poverty in society by just giving a sandwich okay. and taking an Instagram picture okay. of us giving a sandwich. Okay. Sometimes it's more for us to be seen than really fixing the problem. If you really want to fix poverty, it's not just meeting the immediate need because you got to meet the immediate need, but it's also teaching the person that after I'm gone and there's no longer a handout, you have something that you have learned or built or some stock. Right. Something that you are, are invested in now that sustains you right. after. Right. That's the God we serve. Yes. He is not into just giving you. A, and that's the reason why people don't like God mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes you come to God and you say, God, can you meet my need? Mm -hmm. And God says, I want to go beyond yes. your need yes. to teach you how to meet your own Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. He says, and listen, that's what happened with me when I started doing music. I wasn't just somebody who sat there and said, I'm going to, it, it, you know, I told that story so, so, so easily as though, you know, there wasn't a lot going on. When I started recording, God begun to open my mind to show me how to record. I learned how to mix records. So now the Lord said, if you never rap again, you now have another skill that yes. can cause you to mix anybody's record yes. out here. Yes. I remember going to Sony for the first time. Mm -hmm. I walked into Sony and here was a very famous R&B singer recording her song. A very famous producer made the track and they were all sitting there by invite. I went up there with a friend and I walked in the room and the head engineer turned and he said, you Richie Righteous? Mm -hmm. And the, all the artists that were in the room, they stopped and they said, who he? Nobody know. And the guy turns and he says, oh man, my kid 
kids and my wife love your music. They're so blessed by it. He started talking. He said, hey, man, you know who mixes your records? I said, I mixed all of them. He said, you mix. And eventually they were trying to tell me, hey, man, you have the ability to come mix records here. I never even went to a school to mix a record. All that happened was I took my little and yes. gave it to God and he begun yes. to teach yes. me. He taught me how to market. Yes. He taught me how to do websites. Yes. He said, son, you have to learn these things. Before even our, our social media had blown up, we were doing things that people looked at us like we were crazy called Life of a Gospel Rapper. Yes. Before there was a YouTube yes. channel, we, there was MySpace and we were uploading videos and God was showing us things that now people make a super living off of. That's the God we serve. He not only meets your immediate need, but he shows you things, oh my gosh, to sustain you to, to, to now where people are watching City Fridays and they're going, oh man, these skits are amazing. We've been doing stuff like that for years. Our dream is to have a studio, have a late night show just like a Jimmy Kimmel where we can come on and do stuff. Why not? Why, why not? You're thinking too small to Day. You're yes. thinking too small today. And so here was this woman saying, I just need money for my creditors. And Elisha says, you're thinking too small. God is about to make you yes. a person that is known in the marketplace yes. because she became an oil seller. Yes. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. Yes. She, yes. Be, she, you, you know oil? Do you know oil yes. is the, the, the resource that has never, ever not been needed? Yes. You know, they're trying to make all these electric stuff now, but oil still running the game. Yeah. And so God is that type of God that will bless you, not just with fixing your immediate need. He'll give you a plan. The problem is, though, that when God tries to give you a plan, it takes you to come out of your laziness. Because some of us just want the immediate need met, but we don't want to change. Mm. We don't want to do anything. Yeah. We don't want to get up. We don't want to go out and get it. Not so with this woman. Yeah. This woman was blessed because of a response. Yeah. When the man of God says what you have, she said, I got oil. The man of God says, here's what you're going to do. Go and find as many empty jars as you can. Yeah. And I could imagine that woman, her and her son, going to every place saying, yes. do you have anything yes. empty? Yes. And what people had empty, they said, oh, we're going to give to her. Yes. Because they saw what yes. the empty jars is trash. Mm -hmm. Yep. They probably looked around and said, I don't know why she wants this empty jar. Her husband yeah. dead. Give it to her anyway. Yeah. They yep. felt sorry and they felt they were giving her the trash and probably thought she went crazy. Mm -hmm. Little did they know that the trash that was in their house mm -hmm. is about to be somebody else's yes. blessing. Yes. And I want you to know sometimes, yes. have you ever gotten angry when somebody else took what you had and made it better than you? Oh, you ain't <laughs> Oh, yes. gosh, I feel like preaching for my yes. birthday today. Have yes. you ever seen somebody take exactly what you were complaining about and made it better. Somebody with a lesser camera than yes. you. Somebody with lesser resources. Yes. Somebody who ain't got nothing. Somebody who didn't come from what you came yes. from. Took lesser than you and made it better. Mm. She said, give me everything that's empty. And she took all the empty jars. Now here's the thing, right? I want you to think about this for a minute. It was from the emptiness that her blessing was filled. The more empty, the more filled. Mm. I'm going to get back to that in a minute. Mm. The more empty is the more room to receive. Yes. 
Y'all hear what I'm saying? But she said, the Bible said, this was the instructions. When you gather all the jars, go in and shut the door. The shutting of the door indicates you don't have time for distraction. Because he said, I want you to pour. The pouring is what she is by faith saying, God, you're teaching me this and I'm going to trust you. Nothing will happen unless she pours. And I could imagine her holding that oil that night, a little bit of oil, and a big, big, big empty vessel. And she says, here comes doubt. Are you really going to pour this little oil in here? What do you expect God to do with the little? But when you are weak, and at the end of your weakness... That's when his power begins. And she trusted Mm -hmm. and she begun to pour. And the reason why the door had to be closed was because if the door is open, Mm -hmm. somebody could have walked in and said, let me ask you, what are you about to do? Here comes distraction. The door has to be closed because when you're on a mission from God, you it doesn't make sense to others. Yes. That's why you can't afford to let others come in the conversation yes. because they'll talk you out of your yes. blessing. Elisha said, close the door yes. because the creditor might come in yes. or your friends might come in and say, what is it you want with that jar? Yes. And the minute you begun to explain that I don't, I can't, it doesn't make sense, but God said this little bit that I'm using, he's going to bless and I'm going to trust him. They might tell you, lady, you crazy. Look at the equation. The jar is bigger than the oil. Why don't you stop this right now and just let your sons go off? Had she left that door open, her sons would have been slaves. Her family would have been ruined. Her legacy would have been over. Sometimes your life is messed up because you let the wrong people in the door. You left the door open. You ought to shut the door in your life. Not any and everybody can get on your platform. Not any and everybody can have access to your mind. Not any and everybody can sit and converse with you. That's why when I get around great people, Mm -hmm. you see, here's the thing. When you get around great people, you begin to realize they're regular. And uh, you can make the mistake of being around great people and say, oh, they're just regular and disrespect them and take them for granted and forget that they are where you want to go. I have learned that lesson because I know when people who want to be where I am get around me and they see I'm a regular guy who speaks with a British accent (laughs) when I I get angry, (laughs) but they start to disrespect and disrespect your platform and forget that you had something where they want to be and so they start to talk anyhow but too bad for them because if they had shut their mouth and paid attention they would have learned and I learned that lesson that when I get around great people I'm going to discover they're regular but it's not the regularity that I must search for it's the thing that makes them different and then you're going to begin to discover that the secret of their success is far different from what you yes. thought it was. You might have thought they were a genius, yes. but you might discover, oh, he's got a praying life. Right. Oh, he's got a different right. seat. I'm preaching. Right. Sister Sherry. Right. Yes. I, yes. Can I get yes. my church back? Yes. Hallelujah. You might discover, yes. you might see, oh, he's a clown. Oh, he ain't even smart. Mm-hmm. You might get into their environment and realize they're not even the smartest person in their room, but yet God keeps blessing them. If you only make the mistake 
sake of disrespecting and running away from greatness because you have fooled yourself because they're regular. They might not even got the degree you got. Yep. Your university might be better, but still in spite yes. of you hang around long enough, yes. you'll begin to see why God is blessing people. Yes. Let me tell you something, Sister Hallelujah. Sherry. Can I testify? Yes. Hallelujah. Of all the things he's taught me, yes. there's one thing he taught me. He said, son, hallelujah. And I remember when my son was born and we were faced with the option of abortion. Yes. And I was going to, I let the door open. Right. And people walked into the yes. door and they said, abort your child. Yes. You're a young man. Yes. Your father just died. Yes. You do this, do that. And, and I heard God's voice say to me, as I, I promise you, I was sitting in a maxima. Yes. And I was listening to brother, Uncle Fred Hammond, my boy. Shout out to Fred, who sung a song that says every step of a righteous man is ordered by God. And I heard the Lord said, Richie, righteous. That's what you call yourself, huh? He said, do you even know what righteous means, son? I, 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 and I begun to understand that we are not righteous because we become right first and then he accepts us. Because I used to think that the steps of the righteous man is ordered means that I become righteous and then the Lord will give me orders. And the Lord said, no, son, you got it twisted. It's because the person listens to the orders and follow them. Yes. The obedience makes them righteous. Yes. They don't become yes. righteous and then obey, yes. but they obey first yes. and they become righteous. Yes. So every step, and he said, I want you to listen to me, son. Yes. If you keep your child, if you go yes. back and you yes. put me first, yes. there ain't a thing you won't touch that I won't. Lord. I'm blessed today. My family is blessed. My children is blessed. I'm blessed in a quarantine. Y'all yes. ain't hearing yes. what I'm saying. I'm blessed in a pandemic. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm blessed wherever I go. Why? Yes. Because my steps are ordered. The secret to my success yes. is that he's teaching me and building skills. Yes. yes. But I'm only learning those because I poured. Hallelujah. I trusted yes. and I poured that oil. And she had to shut the door. Yes. And when she shut the door and she begun to pour, yeah. the mistake she made was that she wasn't empty enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's an argument. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The yeah. mistake she made was that she wasn't broken enough. Mm. The mistake you're making is that you're too prideful. Mm. You see, God wants broken people with faith. Mm. This woman was broken, mm. but she had a righteous anger. Mm. She said, hold on, I can't be serving the Lord all these years and not reap a benefit. I can't be serving the Lord and end up the worst of the worst. She said, wait a minute, and notice, I'm not saying it's trial-free living or, or persecution-free. She just lost her husband. So she's in tragedy, yes. but in tragedy, yes. she says, I know the God I serve yes. is not going to let this tragedy triumph yes. over me. Yes. We don't, y'all ain't hearing yes. what I'm saying in this place. And she said, I'm going to go. And in her brokenness, the man said, I want you to gather more broken vessels. I want you to find the emptiness. And I go back to my point. The level of the emptiness determines the amount of the oil. People want oil. And when I say oil, I ain't talking gas. I'm talking anointing, favor. 
I'm talking God's divine moving in your life. I'm talking hearing mysteries from God. I'm talking cracking open the Bible and words are jumping out like they've never before. People come to you and they say, Pastor, how do you read? How would you see that? People want oil, but they don't want to be broken. You get oil when you become empty. You get God. The way, and you say, why, why, why? Because that's how God teaches you who he is. It, if, if God gives you everything you've ever wanted, you'd never understand trust. You'd never under. And so you might be watching today. And you say, why a pandemic? This is the best way to learn God. God, why trials? Why, why people... Passing out. Why, why, why losing my business? Why my marriage is in trouble? God, yeah, yeah, you're at a great place. Look at me as I'm looking at you in this camera. You're at a great place. And here's your options. You either know God or you fight against God. And most people in their brokenness would humble. You see, brokenness and emptiness speaks of pride's got a crush. You're not right. Yes. And stop blaming everybody. Mm. Stop saying who's not doing what. Yes. This man never said anything about the creditors are wrong. Right. Elisha never said, you know what? Your husband died. They have no right. No, 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 no. She, Elisha never ever pinpointed a finger at anybody. Mm. He never said, well, your husband or he should have never died. Mm. He, he said... Look at what you have. And all she had was emptiness. And the man of God said, and the God we serve Hmm. is able to use your emptiness. At the end of your weakness, his power begins. But when you always want to use your power, Hmm. you'll never see his. Hmm. And your power ain't nothing in comparison to his. Listen to me carefully. Your little, your nothing. Remember I started out by saying that? The reason I said that is because you might feel like you have nothing. Do you know what her answer was when the man said, what do you have? She said, I have nothing. That was the first thing she said. And then she caught it. But some jar of oil. Your answer today, when I asked you, what do you have to give to God might be nothing except that except right there is all he needs to bless you. God will take nothing and make it something. I could imagine, Sister Sherry, and I'm getting ready to close as she's pouring and the oil is coming out and filling and filling. She says to her son, grab another jar. Grab another jar. Grab another jar. And until the last jar was filled, she said, grab another jar. And the son said, we don't have any more. And that's when the Bible says, immediately the oil stopped. The minute she wasn't empty anymore, the oil stopped. It is only when she's empty, the oil keeps pouring. She sealed up the oil, looked around the room, and she thought to herself, wait a minute, I can now go into the marketplace. (laughs) Here I was, a widow, going into slavery. Now, 
I'm Shell. I'm Exxon Mobil. Yeah. I am. I am. I am the top of the line. I am. I am the gas company now. That's the God we serve. And if He did it for this woman, He can do it for you. Your first thing is to see the number one brokenness in humanity that we are spiritually bankrupt. And if you're watching right now, I want to pray with you. If you've never asked Christ into your heart, your number one emptiness is spiritual bankruptcy. What do you mean by that? You and I are sinners. And in our own sin, we are shackled to fix this spiritual problem. And God sent Jesus, the oil poured out to the world to fill the brokenness. And all you've got to do is ask him to come into your heart today. And once you fix that spiritual issue from it becomes a well of living water that speaks to every practical area of your life. Would you pray with me if you don't know Jesus today? Let's pray together. Pray with me, Sister Sherry. Say, Father God, Father God, I ask you, I ask you to come into my heart, come into my heart and, forgive me of every sin. and forgive me of every sin. I thank you, I thank you that you died for that me, died for me and, that you and that you rose from the dead. Rose from the dead. And, from today, and from today, I am going to, I'm going to give, my life give my life to you. To you. Take my heart. Take my heart. Take my mind. Take my mind. Transform it. Transform it. Pour. Pour. Your Holy Spirit into me. Your Holy Spirit into me. Fill me. And fill me. I confess. I confess that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. But I confess. But I confess that the cross. That the cross washes away. Washes away every sin. Every sin. And you rose from the dead. And you rose from the dead. So that I. So that I may have life. May have life. Thank you. Thank you for coming into my heart. Coming into my heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.